Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. edition of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, and most importantly, the queen of South style, Miranda Morales, here once again with all of you. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Miranda show. This podcast is a proud part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, available at thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Yes, this podcast is available on TheChairShot.com and your favorite podcast. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hands up where I could see him. Don't you dare. They're up. They're up literally with my hands behind my head right now. Literally. Okay. They better stay that way. Hands where I could see them, Buster. You can't see them because they're behind my head. But you, you know. Well, I can see where they're at. Yes. I can see that they're not hidden somewhere yes. in the depths of the dark web. <laughs> yeah, That's, is that where the vault is located? Oh, Probably. I hope not. It's a dangerous place. Yeah. I don't know don't where know. you put the vault. Now you're saying that if the vault's in the dark web, then that means that the vault is has some shady, shady stuff, right? And is and people have access to it, so then it wouldn't be a vault. I mean, it could be. A, it's still a vault if it's on the dark web, because you can have stuff on the dark web that nobody has access to, right? It's the I, dark web. I don't know. I don't spend a lot of time on the dark web. I don't spend enough. T- I don't spend time on the dark web either. I just hear what I hear about it. <laughs> oh. Whatever Vice TV tells me about the dark web, I don't know. What's TV? As I, I was watch TV. so rudely interrupted. This podcast oh, rudely is interrupted. Vi- rudely interrupted, eh? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, rudely, rudely, Gregory, rudely. Okay. Don't come for me unless I call for you. Okay. Okay. All right. You will get formally introduced in a second. I am trying to plug all these forms of podcast streaming for the benefit of thechairshot.com. Oh, now. Oh, now you don't want to play it. <laughs> I, I, I thought I couldn't. I thought I was supposed to not. So. Don't you dare play it. There. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. What's funny is that we're having a blast. I don't know if anybody listening is. No, no, no. I don't know if anybody else is having a blast too. This got off the rails uh, really in record time. I don't Um, know about that. Really proud of really proud of that. Um, But if you also want to listen to this on your, (laughs) I'm not even. I don't know where else you can find this, apparently, because I'm never going to be able to tell you. You can find it on Spotify or Google Play or <laughs> iTunes. Now, don't don't worry about any of those places because apparently <laughs> they don't exist because Gregory doesn't let me explain that. How many how many other podcasts do that? I'm trying to do my job here and you will not let me. Do all the other podcasts talk about all the forms of, of streaming oh, that are available? They should. Um, they don't they all should, do but it. They should, but I don't. But they, I, and yeah. the one that does, you don't let them. Okay. I see how this works. I see how this logic works. 
So I won't. <laughs> I won't. That's as simple as that. I won't do it. Are you saying I have to? I'm not even saying you have to. I'm trying to do my job. It's my show, the Hashtag Miranda Show, hosted by Miranda Morales. And yet I cannot even plug all the ways that people can listen to this show that I should be because that's what we're supposed to do as a network, promote, promote, promote. And yet you won't let me. I'm sorry. Oh, and now you're silent. And now you're silent. Okay. And now you're quiet. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can tell I haven't been in a fight in a while. So, I know. like, this there's is great. all this. Yeah. That's good. That's good. This That's good, good shit. Let's keep going. Um, ladies and gentlemen, my, my co host, he is the unstoppable one, the kingpin of the chairshot.com, Greg DeMarco. Dave, it's me, Dave. Hi. Uh, it's, it's like, like, how do I even come in at this point? Like literally. Cause you don't. That's exactly. I still got it. I still got it. I still got it. Cool. It's still your show. Know. Yes. Yeah, no, it's still my show. I still also know how to shut a man up. You know, that's, <laughs> I thought I lost my touch, but apparently I have not. Nope. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, so yes, another week, another edition of the hashtag Miranda show. Myself, Greg, we're here. This week's topic, well, you know, if you look at the calendar, you know that this weekend, well, we have some wrestling pay-per-views. And on the Babyface Heel podcast that we just recorded that you may have heard earlier this week, we did our Money in the Bank predictions, which was a great show. Uh, and that's happening on Sunday. However, if you know me and you know a product that I do watch regularly and support, What's also happening this weekend, Saturday, the day before, Impact Wrestling is holding Slammiversary, one of their biggest pay-per-views of the entire year. And so we are going to be previewing that show a little bit later on. I'm very excited for it. Again, Slammiversary, very much teasing the unknown, the what if, a bunch of releases that came out. So they just, that just built Slammiversary up already. Um, But we're really going to be focusing more on the matches that have been announced, doing our predictions in the classic format of who should win, who will win. So stay tuned for that. Before we get to that, though, uh, I still got to plug independent wrestling, especially here in the state of Arizona, happening in the Southwest, uh, and just my own selfish reasons because, you know, I'm a ring announcer to the stars, and and this is my show. Uh, The schedule is busy for this queen right here. Things uh, start to pick up uh, starting next week, uh, next Friday, I'm sorry, next Friday, July 23rd, I will be at Future Stars of Wrestling in Las Vegas for high octane. Match announcements have just been put up on FSW, uh, futurestarsofvegas.com and also FSW social media. The next day, actually, that show is also going to be available uh, live on the FSW network, which you can subscribe to for a low price of $6.99 a month. You get not only exclusive shows like this one, but also a library, a catalog of content, and also seeing some of your favorite independent wrestling and pro wrestling stars uh, like new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, one half, uh, Zoe Stark, who used to go by the name Lacey Ryan. Of course, your still, hashtag still NXT champion, Karrion Cross, Chris Bay, uh, Brian Cage, Matt Hardy. So much more available on the FSW Network. Uh, the next day, Saturday, July 24th, I'll be at Arizona Wrestling Federation, in which they uh, have their summer explosion event in Phoenix. Then on Saturday, August 14th, Phoenix Championship Wrestling presents Rebirth. This is going to be their first show in over 16 months. Phoenix Championship Wrestling uh, talent announcements have already been made at Phoenix Wrestles on social media. Uh, this is going to be in Mesa at the Revelry. So a venue for some wrestling fans in Arizona with some historic meaning. And then last but certainly not least, IZW Impact Zone Wrestling presents Grand Prix on Saturday, August 28th. Uh, Match and talent announcements have been made on social media. Tickets are still available for this and all of the shows that I've mentioned. But keep in mind, tickets are going fast, as Greg announced on the Babyface Heel podcast. 
front row uh, couch seats and I believe VIP have all been sold out for Grand Prix. Sold so, out. We opened up more. Those sold out too. Right up. So yeah. So, so get your tickets before all of general admission is sold out. Um, the same for all these shows. Tickets are available for Phoenix Championship Wrestling, uh, AWF, and future stars of wrestling. Um, and if you are on the West Coast, if you want to support independent wrestling, make sure you attend those events. Watch them if you can. Even just following them on social media is a big plus. But we got something special for you as well. But before we do that, Greg, I don't know if you can take this. Let's, let's take this one step at a time because we know I can overwhelm you apparently and you don't listen. I'm listening. Just making sure you're listening, okay? I'm listening. Greg. Miranda. Can you do me a favor? Maybe. And wind it up. I thought I did, but... Time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot where you can pick up your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirt. Yes, we have one convenient location for you to pick up your impact zone wrestling t-shirt and the chairshot.com t-shirts all at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. There you're going to find a variety of different t-shirt designs all for you. That includes multiple always use your head t-shirts in different designs and colors. Also the queen of soft style t-shirt. My t-shirt is available at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can find some other like everybody hates Greg, you know, if that's your thing, you can find it over there as well as multiple designs for impact zone wrestling. And so if you can't attend Grand Prix on August 28th, or you can attend and you want to support IZW by putting on your IZW gear and possibly win tickets for the next IZW show, you should go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. T-shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to customize it, get it in soft style. It was only a few extra dollars. And it's hot out here in the desert, constantly 100 plus degrees. So you will thank yourself by spending a few extra dollars to be comfortable and get a soft style t-shirt while you're sitting in a hundred plus degree weather. So make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. That's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your IZW and chair shot t-shirt today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, we're getting to the meat and potatoes of tonight's episode. I'm just saying that because I'm really hungry. Uh, <laughs> like, that sounds good, meat and potatoes. I can dig that. I'm By the way, hungry. I just need to throw it out there in case, in case nobody knows. Um, at IZW Wrestling AZ is where they can get their information on IZW like that. I didn't, I didn't sneak that in earlier, but just in case that's, that's this best place, any form of social media at IZW, at IZW wrestling AZ, come and get it. At IZW wrestling AZ for all of your impact zone wrestling news, information, announcements, tickets. We got you. All of it. All of it. So again, make sure you pick up your tickets for Grand Prix Saturday, August 28th, because it is very likely to sell out once again. Yep. So just throwing that out there. Now, meat potatoes of tonight's episode. Impact Wrestling Slammiversary happening this Saturday, which is, look at the calendar, July 17th. Mm-hmm happening live this is going to be their first event in front of a live audience uh and that's something that you know impact is a little bit not behind the curve uh but they've been one of the promotions that haven't have a live 
or I haven't had people um, at their events uh, for quite some time. They did, you know, things differently uh, where, you know, they don't necessarily have the resources to do a Thunderdome, but they did start piping in uh, crowd reactions uh, more recently. But, you know, it's also in alignment with what we saw Ring of Honor had Best in the World this past weekend uh, with a live audience. MLW had Battle Riot 3. So it's in about the same alignment uh, WWE is going to be having their first live event with a crowd at Money in the Bank. So it's very interesting now to see all of these events kind of, uh, you know, jumbled together uh, with a live audience. So um, it will be interesting to see with Impact Wrestling, um, how the crowd reactions may influence, you know, how some wrestlers are perceived and welcomed, booed, all of that. I think it's going to be fascinating to see um, this Saturday at Slammiversary. So we're going to jump into the predictions for Slammiversary. Let's pull up the matches right now, as of today, when we record this, which is July 13th, there are seven matches announced. Impact does run their weekly show on Thursdays, so this is when usually the Hashtag Miranda show drops. So if there is an additional match that gets announced uh, after this, sorry, we can't predict it. We can't, you know, we could try to predict the future as far as who should and will win. We just can't predict the actual future. Um, sorry about that, you guys. Eh, we try. Okay. We try. But we're going to give, like I mentioned earlier, kind of a classic uh, chair shot prediction model, which is who should win, who will win. For those of you who are newer listeners, we provide two predictions, who we think should win, why it makes sense to us, but then who ultimately will win. Because as we know in wrestling, sometimes that happens. We have convictions and thoughts about who we think should win. But at the end of the day, no, you know, whether it's company reasons, fan reasons, storyline reasons, there may be someone who should win that's different than or who will win that's different than who we think should win. So laying that foundation out there. The first match I want to talk about is Eddie Edwards versus W. Morrissey. Um, and so this is going to be a very, you know, big match for W. Morrissey as far as facing uh, Eddie Edwards, who is uh, the face, part of the foundation of Impact Wrestling. Uh, Greg, I'll start with you. Who do you think should win and who will win? This one is actually pretty easy and and this is a good reason why it's first because Eddie Edwards is a stalwart impact wrestling mm-hmm. at this point. He's been a multiple time world champion. He's someone you can go to when you need someone to count on. And, and I think that's why he's in this match as well. On the flip side, W Morrissey is on the rise and he is a star that has refocused himself as a person, refocused his career. And I don't want to say it's now or never, but it's just, I don't see a loss isn't going to hurt Eddie Edwards at all, but a win isn't really going to help Eddie Edwards. But W Morrissey needs this and needs this in a big way. It's one of those cases where wins and losses truly does matter in pro wrestling. And that's this match as well. And I think that's how it turns out. So to me, who should win, who will win are both named W Morrissey. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're absolutely right about, uh, you know, a win loss record in this match. Uh, Eddie Edwards isn't going to lose anything by losing. You know, he's still going to be a beloved member of the roster. Fans are still going to cheer for him. And I've been really intrigued by W. Morrissey's work and kind of attitude coming into Impact Wrestling, being this lone wolf um, and how it's very opposite of Eddie Edwards, where he's been much more collaborative. He's very much more liked and he's relied on, you know, partnerships and and relationships within Impact Wrestling to help his career, but also just being a a good, you know, baby face. Whereas W. Morrissey's attitude now is there's no point of having friends in wrestling uh, because, you know, who, who's really going to be there when your back's against the wall? Who's going to be there when, you know, you're at your worst times? Nobody. So it's almost a way to kind of teach Eddie Edwards a lesson of this is what you get for being such a nice guy. This is what you get for, you know, being the friend to everyone. Um, and I absolutely agree. W. Morrissey's on the rise. And if you want him to be a legitimate contender for maybe even the world championship, I could see that being a path that they take in the long run for him. Every win counts in this case. And having a win over Eddie Edwards is going to be something fairly impressive. Um, and I think something that's going to help kind of cement his rise towards the top. So I absolutely agree who should win, who will win W. Morrissey. 
Up next, we have the Knockouts Tag Team Championships on the line. Fire and Flavor, your current champions. That's Kiera Hogan. Uh, and, oh my gosh. Um, why that is would that be Tasha Steeles. Tasha Steeles, yes. Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles versus Rosemary and Havoc. Uh, who should win, who will win. I'm going to jump. We'll kind of go back and forth on this because I just decided that because this is my show. Um, Fire and Flavor, now this is their second reign as Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Uh, they won the belt in the inaugural uh, tournament and then uh, lost it recently to uh, Jordan Grace. And now names are escaping me again. Um is that the Rachel Ellering one or was that? Yes, Rachel to, Ellering. I thought they yeah. lost it to uh, Nevaeh and whoever and then won it back. I don't know. Oh, no, wait, maybe they did. Uh, they lost it one about. Anyways, this is their second reign as yes. Knockouts Tag Team Champions. And uh, they're going up against uh, Havoc and Rosemary, who's had kind of a contentious but kind of lengthy partnership back and forth for years, really. Um, they've gotten some storylines that they touched on last summer now, especially with uh, Rosemary. She's kind of being alone, even though she's with uh, Decay, um, not having a female partner since Taya left. So this being kind of similar mindsets, but also feeling almost like a business partnership, knowing that together they are stronger than being uh, alone. As far as who should win. I'm kind of leaning towards maybe jumping back and forth with the titles changing hands. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see Havoc and Rosemary as tag team champions. So I think who should win is Havoc and Rosemary. I think there's uh, enough history between them uh, to have them as champions, but who will win is is probably going to be fire and flavor. Um, They've also been teasing and wanting more competition. uh, And I feel like, you know, even though the women's division is a little lean, um, they've been able to kind of put teams together pretty efficiently and continue to have competition for the knockouts tag team title. So I feel compelled to lean more towards having fire and flavor retain. I agree with you on the who will win, and I also think it's who should win. I, it just because they already lost them and won them back. I think it, it's it's they're really the main team in the division right now, and I think it's time to build some teams up, which which Impact can accomplish here in the coming weeks and months. So to me, this is Fire and Flavor's match to win. I'd be shocked if they lost, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, and and again, I think the back and forth with the knockouts tag team titles isn't a bad thing if it does happen because I do ultimately see Fire and Flavor winning them back. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, too, because they have a leaner division, sometimes I think the back and forth can be necessary to you know add some excitement and, and story. Um, I mean, the wildcard factor that we we haven't touched on yet, but maybe will. Uh, especially a little bit later on, is who may come up as as part of the roster. That Slammiversary has become now, this is the second year in a row where it's falling right when some contracts or or, uh, non-complete clauses end for those who recently were released from WWE. And so, um, you know, one name that I've loved and I don't know would come to impact, but I think would be a perfect fit, um, especially in the Knockouts Tag Team division is uh, the Iconics. Um, and I mean, I think that based off of their quirkiness and personality, but already being a built-in strong tag team, Impact Wrestling would be such a great place for them to land. Um, it would worry me if they would end up at an AEW where we still see the women aren't getting the airtime they should and don't have the storylines there. But, you know, uh Impact Wrestling, though, has more, you know, uh, ability to carry uh, especially new people in storyline. And they have, you know, uh, tag team titles already. So that was, you know, that could be something to be really uh, the first uh, wrestlers to hold both the WWE and Impact uh, tag team, women's tag team titles. I mean, that could be a huge accomplishment for them. So that's just me fantasy booking. And, you know, that, and I think that would be such a great program between fire and flavor and the iconics, however, they would rename themselves. Um, That, that I, yeah, shut up and take my money. I would, I would love that. I, 
No comment. Yes. No comment yet. <laughs> hey, there I am. Up next, we have Moose versus Chris Sabin. Um, now, this one is, you know, it's interesting because, you know, this is Moose's first big match after uh, his his loss against Kenny Omega. Uh, Chris Sabin's now been in singles competition really now for quite some time since the Motor City Machine Guns have kind of uh, gone on hiatus. And... You know, Moose for quite some time made a point to tackle every single kind of impact legend on his way towards the top. And, you know, Chris Saban wasn't around for a lot of that, but there seems to be kind of revisiting that theme and that topic with this match. So, Greg, I'm going to hand it off to you. Who should win? Who will win? At this point, after losing to Kenny Omega, it makes no sense for Moose to lose this match to Chris Saban. And it makes no sense for Chris Saban to win this match unless they want to do some kind of a, you know, Moose hits rock bottom storyline and then has to work his way back up. Um, short of that, I think who should win and who will win is the same person, and that person's Moose. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. It's kind of very similar, as we talked about with W. Morrissey and Eddie Edwards. I don't think Chris Saban loses anything in in losing. Yeah. You know, he's still established. He's still a legend. Um, you know, Moose is someone still, too, you want to keep fresh as a future title contender. And if he goes on this losing streak, now I see your point about, you know, maybe getting him to hit rock bottom and come back up. But I also feel like Moose is not about a redemption story. You know, Moose is more about a cocky, uh, confident, uh, you know, wrestler that knows he can beat anyone. Um, And that going back to kind of his basics, his formula of going after impact legends and, you know, why he is the best and why he is impacts, you know, not only future, but the present. And so it, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me to have him lose. And I think Chris Saban's going to be just fine with a loss. So who should also, win? Who will win? Is Moose. I hope they're not just going back to the TNA Legends storyline because it's like, okay, we stopped it. So you could lose to Kenny Omega. Omega has that TNA belt that Moose really made important, but just because Kenny has to have all the belts, like. Well, it wasn't even the TNA belt. I mean, I feel like he was going after legends before them kind of self-proclaiming that. So I feel like it has nothing really to do with the TNA heavyweight championship. I think it's more just kind of reestablishing, you know, that he is the one. He is, you know, the face of impact and kind of what better way to do that than to go through impacts past now i don't think that's necessarily the prevalent theme currently it could be something that they uh, allude to right now it's just two men who don't like each other and that's fine um but i don't know too if in the long run that is something that they that they do i mean that was a very interesting storyline for for moose but i also agree a lot of that did lead to eventually you know reactivating that tna heavyweight championship which ultimately seemed like it was just activated for kenny to win so in the end, yeah. In the end. But, uh, I, you know, I, I did kind of like that side to Moose. I thought it was a good purpose. And I also thought it was a great way of explaining kind of some of his stories and rivalries mm-hmm. in the past. Up next. Now, this this one is a favorite. So I talked about I didn't I don't necessarily know how to predict the future. I don't. But this one I kind of predicted, and I was very proud of myself that it was happening. And that's the ultimate X match for the X Division Championship. Uh, current champion Josh Alexander will be facing Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, Petey Williams, Rohit Raju, and Chris Bay. Now, for those who've never seen an ultimate X match, well, it's a cross, not even really a, a ladder match. Ladders could be used. Uh, but not necessarily Uh, what you do or what you have is a, instead of something hanging from the rafters or hanging from the ceiling, you have something hanging from this X contraption, kind of these pillars um, from the different sides of the rings come together to form an X uh, where you have some rope. And that is where your prize uh, is is hanging on to. In this case, it's the X Division Championship. We haven't had a, a Ultimate X match, I believe, since uh, 2019. So it's been a, a while. 
And it is for the X Division Championship. This came about, really, they started to set this up at at Against All Odds, where they did have a multi-man X Division Championship match. Um, You had, uh, uh, oh my gosh, names are totally escaping me. Uh, Madman Fulton interrupt the match, take out everyone in which this match was called a no contest. So it almost left no other choice uh, to, but then to have this, the next match be an ultimate X match. So that way you had to have a decisive conclusive winner. Um, I'm very excited for this match. Ultimate X is something that's very synonymous with impact wrestling slash TNA history. It's something that's very unique. And the X division is thriving with talent right now. And it's, it's almost just a cornerstone within X division, the X division. And out of those in this current uh, match listed, uh, PD Williams has had the most X division matches, Trey Miguel. uh, And I believe East Austin have also been in an ultimate X match. Um, but you have Rohi and Chris without one. I, even Josh Alexander never been in one. He's now the champion. So it's it's fascinating to me. Um, and this one's a very hard one to predict. I tried to predict this when I did uh, our weekly Impact Hot Topic uh, cast with Najir Chambers over at Big Gold Belt Media. That drops every Friday, so make sure you check that out if you're a fan of Impact Wrestling. Uh, myself and Najir Chambers give our brief thoughts on our hot topic. It could be what happened on Impact Wrestling that week. It could be some news that just came out on Impact Wrestling, um, but that's over on Big Gold Belt Media and on YouTube and also at BigGoldBelt.com. But we tried to do this prediction. I could narrow it down. So my goal is to try and narrow it down to one decisive who win, who will, and who should. Um, as far as who should, my gut is leaning towards Trey Miguel. Um, he is the only one in this match who has never won an X Division championship. And Trey Miguel has really gone through this transformation since – uh, the rascals split up, of course, you know, uh, half of the rascals or a third of the rascals or two thirds of the rascals. Math is hard. It's have math, gone over yeah. to, to NXT um, now MSK and, you know, are your NXT tag champions. Trey Miguel decided to stay at impact and really they pushed this new uh, intensity, this new aggression with him this new drive with him. And, you know, he's no longer kind of this fun loving character that you saw as part of the treehouse gimmick. He is, you know, Trey Miguel on a, on a mission on a, with a purpose. And I feel like that could all come to a point by tackling one of the most challenging matches in all of pro wrestling. I really do think ultimate X is one of the toughest matches to go through. And so with this new changing character with, you know, this new purpose also, going through this match, I feel like Trey Miguel should win. It it just kind of makes sense. Um, Who will win? uh, You know, I kind of lean towards some storyline that they've been doing lately, and that's Chris Bay. You know, he's been kind of in the middle of the X division between kind of these good guys and bad guys. He's kind of ultimately aligned himself with the bad guy or with the good guys. And I think the fo- the fact that Chris Bay has been singled out means that there's something special going on with him in the X division. He's made really a huge impact with his time on the roster. And I feel like the company's really putting a, a lot behind him. Um, and to be a two-time X division champion in such a short time, one of the things that happened, and, and very similar to, say, a Drew McIntyre, he won his first X division championship without a crowd. And that's kind of what we thought was going to happen with Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Now, I know that then kind of defeats what I'm saying, but kind of going back to the fact that he could win this again, finally in front of a crowd, the way that maybe he was meant to um, in the first place. But you can make literally a case for everyone in this match. You really, really could. It's, It's very challenging. But to kind of simplify this, I think who should win is Trey Miguel, who will win is Chris Bay. I mean, Rohit, Raju, and Josh Alexander both won their exhibition championships, not in front of a crowd, too. So that's true. Yes, that. that that is true. Um, my who should win is the guy who currently holds the title, and that's Josh Alexander. I don't think it's time for Josh Alexander to lose the exhibition championship yet. I think him winning an exhibition 
champ or winning ultimate axe is something that doesn't necessarily fit with his character, but I think he has the ability to do and, and would make sense to me if Josh Alexander were to retain that championship. But impact's going to impact TNA is going to TNA. In my opinion, oh. your should win is actually who will win. And that's Trey Miguel. He is the only person in the match who's never held the exhibition championship. That and that alone is like, okay, that's why he's going to win because everybody has to hold the belt at some point. Right. That's just what we do. And he did choose to stay with impact when he could have gone to NXT. The opportunity was there. Obviously the push would have been there as well with, you know, he's, he's, he's still a must see kid, even if he doesn't have MSK on his little billboard when he comes out. But I do think that, uh, impact's going to quote unquote reward him with his first X division championship. Surprising as much as that belt changes hands in, in the past that he'd never held the X division championship. But, um, I do think that Trey McGill will walk out of Slammiversary as your exhibition champion, mm-hmm. just because that's just what they're going to do. Yeah. A, a kind of the signs point to that. And you make really valid points. Same thing. Yeah. Rohit and Josh Alexander both won it without crowds. I mean, you could Rohit's ranking totally out of left field, but yeah. it was such a good reign. And I could see him doing something sneaky kind of once again to get a hold of the championship. Josh Alexander, though, as as exhibition champion has been a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I think. You, I wondered what was going to happen once the North disbanded and, and Ethan Page went over to AEW. But who got the better end of the stick? Honestly, Josh Alexander. You know, he's I been so. a great exhibition champion. He's had some fantastic matches, and to see him in in singles competition has been a, a beautiful thing. And I could absolutely see him win again. Like. I narrowed it down for the purposes of predictions, but you can really state a case. I mean, you can maybe not for Petey Williams, but you know, even then, I mean, they he's wanted the, to throw the surprise of he's the, the historical you know, favorite, the right? He's he's the, he's got the history behind him. So, so before we get into the second half of our predictions, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Eight, This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Now to the second half of our predictions. We are going to go next to the Impact Tag Team Championship Division, and we got a four-way uh, violent by design, your current champions who are also adhering to the free bird rule, kind of. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I do the free bird rule. Uh, will be defending the tag team titles against Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Uh, also TJP and Falaba. Also against the Good Brothers. Uh, now I love the work by violent by design. Um, recently, I think it's been a, a fresh, um, group, uh, really led by Eric Young. I think this is a great way to utilize Eric Young while he is out on injury, but also as just, you know, more kind of that senior member of the roster using, uh, a faction to help elevate, um, you know, new more talent or talent that maybe hadn't been utilized um, as much uh, recently. Uh, you have, you know, teams like Rich Swan and Willie Mack, which, you know, it's a great place for Rich Swan to land after losing the uh, world championship to Kenny Omega. His partnership with Rich Swan has been documented for quite some time, you know, over a, a year. And even though previously it was always about teasing their breakup, now, you know, they're on the same page. They're just really fun and entertaining to, to watch. Same thing with TJPP and Falaba. You know, that's been a, a team that's kind of gone in and out, uh, but together is really entertaining to, to watch. And then you have the Good Brothers, which is very interesting. Uh, you know, that's, you know, they still are technically part of the Impact roster. I know, shocking. I literally had someone say, Did, are they gone from Impact? I said, no, I'm pretty, pretty sure they're still there. You know, you see them on AEW every week. So... Carl Anderson, I saw this stat. Yes, Carl Anderson I know which what you're going to say. Has wrestled more matches on Dynamite than any female member of the yep. AEW roster. I was going to say it. He's had eight matches, and I think the next most is Britt Baker with seven. 
in the year 2021 on yeah. Dynamite. And he's not even on the roster. Yep. That's a problem. But a different problem, a problem for a different podcast. That's a different problem for a different day. But yes, I did see that statistic. And uh, yeah. That's I wonder if he's I had more matches the- in AEW than he's had in Impact Wrestling this year. That's yeah. a stat I'd like to see as well. Because mm-hmm. I bet the answer is yes. I Well, I think that... It's. I think they probably have slightly more due to the the pay per views. I think they've been more consistent on the pay per views and weekly, but the fact that it's still up there, and yeah, absolutely right. The the fact that uh, Carl Anderson has had more matches on AEW television than the entire women's division, or at least anyone out any of individual the women's division, of the any individual member of the women's division. Um, so going back to this match, uh, as far as who should and who will win, I I feel like it's the same answer, and that's Violent by Design. Um, I love so as far as how Violent by Design came about to these uh, got to the tag team titles is that uh, you know Rhino had the Call Your Shot Cup from last year's Slam Anniversary uh, that he hadn't utilized, and honestly, I forgot about. I legitimately forgot did. about that. Um, but you know, Eric Young, I kind of compared like him rolling out his details and explanation about violent by design, very similar to a movie villain, like talking about their big master plan. Um, but better because then you could see how things were built and put together in ways and you know, whether how intentional or unintentional, it still was really smart. And so they beat Finn Juice in order to uh, claim the uh, Impact World title, tag team titles. And I feel like, again, because before that you had the Good Brothers with them, and it feels like out of all the, the titles, you know, it's really outside of Josh Alexander. And you've pointed out before, at one point when you, you know, uh, had, you know, your your tag titles and, and uh, world championship with people kind of in between the rosters, you had Josh Alexander as one of the true champions, but it feels like it's a, been a great way to really reestablish the tag division and really elevate violent by design. And I think they just keep on rolling, keep on rolling with this um, because I see such great potential with this, a really great reign. And, you know, I, they, you could still have kind of these continued feuds with these teams one-on-one, but the reign of violent by design is nowhere near over in my book. So my who should win is is actually Rich Swan and Willie Mack. You need a feel-good moment on this show. And not a whole lot of stuff that we've talked about so far lends itself to a feel-good moment on this show. And you need a feel-good – and spoiler alert, I'm not giving you one anytime soon. Um, I think – so to me, who should win is uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack to give you that feel-good moment. I think who will win is Violent by Design. But I think they're going to win because of the appearance of a guy who used to go by the name Killian Dane is now being known as Big Damo, which is his original name when he wrestled yeah. in the UK before signing with WWE. He's got the history there with Eric Young. He's got the history in, with Madman Fulton, who's not part of Violent by Design. But, um, you know, he was part of Sanity when Sanity was the thing. I just think it's a good opportunity to bring him in. I think he fits well in Impact Wrestling. As a talent, and and I think that's where he's going to land. And so I think that's one of the debuts we see is when Big Damo makes his Impact Wrestling debut and helps Violent by Design emerge victorious and retain. So should Rich Swan, Willie Mack, will Violent by Design. Maybe he's – I don't think he's a partner in the match, even though they could freebird rule it like they have been and do that way, but I do think he causes them to win. Hmm. Very interesting. I like it. I dig it. Up next – we have the Impact Knockouts Championship match. Deanna Parasso versus a mystery opponent. Gail Kim went on uh, television last week and told Deanna Parasso that she's going to be facing a mystery opponent. This itself lends to, you know, uh, of course, someone new on the roster or a special guest appearance, someone from Impact Pass, or maybe someone completely out of left field. Um, this is, you know, definitely a, a, a mystery, but... You know, something that Impact did last year that kind of gave some hints as to who was going to make an appearance at Slammiversary was when they used to do the Impact match or moment of, of the week. And recently, ones that they've done have been around Mickey James. And so to me, it kind of makes sense 
if this mystery opponent is Mickey James. I know she's busy working with the NWA as executive producer for their Empower show. Uh, but I don't think there's anything, you know, that, that doesn't allow her to make a one-stop appearance uh, at Slammiversary uh, to face Deanna Prasso. And it could be a huge feather in Deanna's cap to face, you know, uh, a legend like Mickey James, someone who really had a long presence in the knockouts division. Um, and I kind of think you kind of need that. You need a one-off for Deanna to uh, face at Slammiversary because she's also not losing that title anytime soon. I, I It looks like that she's having a, a very lengthy reign. Um, but it also lends to self, you know, uh, you know, would they tease the reappearance of Sue Young as well? So, but I, I'm not sure if that's really the place. I, I do feel like if anything's going to happen or if anyone's going to come up or who the mystery opponent will be, it's probably going to be from someone from Impact Pass. Um, I even thought maybe Awesome Kong because I know her contract with AEW uh, expired, was not renewed. Again, she is a, a legend, someone that could lose and and not lose anything for it. And again, something that Diana could, you know, brag about and highlight as facing a, a impact slash TNA legend. So that's kind of where my mind is kind of predictable with who this mystery person is, but I feel like, you know, I, I don't really know who's going to be out of, of left field. I know Chelsea Green has already recently made an appearance in Ring of Honor. I don't know if we're going to get kind of a very similar EC3 crossover where she gets to work for both promotions. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard for me to, to think about, you know, who else it could be that gives you that big pop, you know, or, or like, wow, you know, who who is it? As far as who should win and who will win, though, that's Deanna Prazo. You know, they really are riding high on her. And I just feel like whoever's coming in is just for her to use this as a way to continue to elevate her reign. So I don't think it's Mickey James, even though I think she's the obvious choice to be the, the mystery partner. I also hope it's not Awesome Kong for the reason that that match deserves a build. If Awesome Kong wrestles Deanna mm-hmm. Parazzo, that match deserves a build, and Deanna Parazzo deserves to win that match anyway. Um, who should win and who will win to me is still Deanna Parazzo, no matter who it is. I think the mystery opponent, which is why I said no comment earlier, is the former Peyton Royce, the current Cassie Lee, one half of, as they are calling themselves now, or they've trademarked the inspiration. I think still with two eyes. And I think that's how they make their debut in the company. She shows up with Jessica McKay or whatever she's back to in tow. So they can debut as a team, but really you get the singles match, the one off they lose. And then that's how they continue to move forward and immediately enter that impact knockouts tag team division and probably win the titles too soon because it's, it's impact wrestling. But I think it's going to be Cassie Lee and I think she will lose. Um, Either way, Deanna Parazzo should win. Deanna Parazzo will win. Okay. Last but not least, we do have the Impact World Championship being defended. Kenny Omega, your current Impact slash TNA World Champion, will be facing Sammy Callahan. It was announced, uh, I believe, earlier today that it is going to be a no-disqualification match. And... You know, we have thoughts. We've literally almost fought about, you know, Kenny and Mega. Even though we're on the same page of this ring being kind of bullshit. Um, we've definitely, you know, fight about Kenny Omega and his impact at Impact Wrestling. And we've already talked about, you know, the Good Brothers and that crossover uh, happening at AEW on AEW frequently. You know, to Kenny Omega's credit, he's been on Impact Wrestling television consistently, but that is also because they pre-tape, so they could get a lot done in, in one series of tapings. But it hasn't been a la like a Brock Lesnar ring where you don't see him. Now, yeah. you don't see him defend the championship other than in, in pay-per-views. He's very much in six-man and tag matches and whatnot. But um, I have loved how the story is built. And I love this dynamic with Sammy Callahan because this happened after um, Kenny Omega's match with Moose at Against All Odds. At the end of the match, lights went out. Sammy Callahan appeared at Daly's Place, which is the only Impact Wrestling star who's appeared on AEW 
property. I wouldn't even say television because that it moves. wasn't on AEW television, <laughs> but on AEW property. And it's a very interesting thing to want to root for, for Sammy Callahan in this case. Um, that's someone who's been very much a heel, someone who's been despised, someone who's, you know, people have had booed and and fought against being almost this savior, this own feeling like last chance for impact wrestling to finally get that title back. Um, and I haven't been necessarily keen. I feel like there's things that they could have done more with this because Sammy's been more in this trio with, with Tommy dreamer and moose and, uh, Chris Sabin, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of one-on-one between him and Sammy up until uh, I believe last week with the, uh, contract signing, which was still classic Sammy like that. I, I wish I had more of in the buildup to this. Um, but as far as who should win, I would want Sammy Callahan back. I feel like this Kenny Omega experiment has run its course. I feel like it would be a huge deal for Sammy to win the Impact World Championship from Kenny Omega. He's already been established as, you know, a foundation, someone that this company revolves around. But I think it would just absolutely cement that by a win uh, over Kenny Omega. And again, I think the dichotomy is interesting. Sammy's been much of a villain, not just a heel, but a villain in many of his stories throughout his time at Impact Wrestling and almost to see the villain be the person you need in order to face Kenny Omega to me is, a, is an interesting concept and interesting story. However, who will win is something that I, I have a feeling as much as I feel like we as fans, especially just me, feel like the experiment has run its course. I have a feeling that they're going to to keep the belt on Kenny. He's still going to have another reign. And I don't know. I don't know when the reign will end, you know, to not have it. And with this would be surprising. Maybe that's where, you know, a big reveal happens at the end where a new challenger comes out. I don't know. It's, you know, impact's going to impact as Greg said. And I feel like that's going to play a role in the outcome of this match. LOL, Kenny wins. It's a real thing. It has been a real thing in both AEW and Impact Wrestling and everywhere else. But here's the crazy thing. Kenny Omega will win this match. Kenny Omega should win this match. I don't want this whole storyline to just be for Sammy Callahan to end up being the Impact Wrestling World Champion. Like, And if that is the thing, if the guy you hate ends up having to be the guy who saves you, you haven't told that story. That's true. They, they they haven't really. No. That's not something at all. I made up of my own because I'm, I'm a good storyteller. Yeah, you it's told the story right here on this podcast, but Impact Wrestling has not told that story. No. no. Not one bit have not told that story, and that's not the story that they've told us. And so if they go with that, to me it falls flat. To me, it's too soon. So as much as I would love for Katie to lose this title, and for Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers just to go to AEW and stop pretending, and it's just to stop me. It now. It's Can not gonna just, happen. Yeah. Um and Sammy doesn't gain you know, a whole, like, he's been world champion before. Now, is this the reward for putting over Tessa Blanchard? I don't know. Like, that obviously wasn't a good choice. Um, you know, she still ain't lost. You don't know what you don't know. Maybe, so. maybe Tessa comes back and, with, and, and proclaims she's the real world champion and puts up the belt she never sent back to them. And and goes toe to toe with Kenny Omega. Yeah, Kenny would. Never and then they have to do a ladder match in order to determine the. <laughs> that would shock. That'd be shocking. That's the only way Kenny would lose to her is in a ladder match because you know he wouldn't put her yeah. over. Because no. even though he's supposedly booking the women's division, he isn't very good at that. So yeah, um, obviously because his friends are taking more airtime than you know the actual division he's supposed to help support. Right. Anyway. Um, we could talk about that for hours and days, like we said. Um, but okay, I do yeah. think not, in this not, case, not today, Kenny, it just, it's, it, it, this, it would have been great if Moose won, but once that thing was in Daly's place, you knew that wasn't going to happen. This has become a no DQ match. And so maybe that's the case where like the entire roster comes out and just beats the crap out of Kenny. And so he has to lose. You could see Kenny and Tony wanting it to go down like that so mm-hmm. that Kenny is still, um, you know, godlike in the end, even though he lost. But to me, 
It's more about who should be the one to unseat Kenny Omega. And that's a guy like a W. Morrissey or somebody who can really gain something from it in the long run. I don't want it to be somebody who walks in off the streets from WWE to be now. Maybe they could be the next challenger for Kenny and Kenny wins. But even though W. Morrissey is a former WWE guy, he is building himself up in Impact Wrestling at this point. So it makes sense for him to win that title. I, I don't want to see an ex WWE person do it. So to me, I think that Kenny Omega will win this match. And for once, Kenny Omega should win this match. And that's what I think is going to go down because, you know, LOL, Kenny wins. LOL, Kenny wins. That's, I mean, well, we'll see. That's, that's, it's kind of, I, I mean, I hope that they end the night with something big, you know, as you talk about maybe, and that's a weird thing, you know, maybe they try if, if for some reason Kenny does lose, that's the feel good moment. And somehow Sammy turns from a villain to a hero. Um, that could be kind of a swerve, or again, this could be an opportunity where, you know, someone comes in, someone unexpected comes in and they're the, the hero and the savior. I don't know. I don't know, but you know, it does leave a lot of questions. It does leave a lot of interest. So I will definitely be kind of just staying tuned as to what happens uh, with Slammiversary. Again, that's happening uh, this Saturday, July 17th impact wrestling. Slammiversary is going to be available live on pay-per-view and the fight TV app. Those are our predictions, but let us know what your predictions are for Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. Let us know on social media. Me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. Hashtag spelled out. No Twitter, because I'm the Twitterless heroine. But you can tweet at Greg, at ChairShotGreg on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can also follow the ChairShot at ChairShotMedia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let us know your thoughts on tonight's topic, our predictions for Impact Wrestling Slammiversary. If you go ahead and listen to the Babyface Heel podcast this week as well, we give our Money in the Bank predictions. So you can also let us know after you listen to that show as well. And of course, make sure you go to the ChairShot your source for wrestling news analysis and opinions sports entertainment and sports entertainment thechairshot.com always use your head don't forget to go to pro wrestling thechairshot.com always use your head that, that, that's a callback in the world of comedy that's a callback, that's a callback. That's a callback to Call what back. we just, what I yelled at you about at the beginning of the show. So you just don't need to do my job. I know you did not. It's also a callback, but one that I'm a little worried about. Oh no, you did not buzz me on my own damn show, twice. Gregory. I don't think I've ever done it twice in an episode. Ever. You n- ever. You did not just do that. Oh no, you didn't. Oh no, you did not. I wish this were on video because I'm smiling so much. Right He's now. smiling like a damn fool because only a fool would have done that. Because I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to take care of this. You know where I live. Like, you, ain't, not you ain't going to have no more fingers to press no buttons on. I try to do my job. I'm trying to here be the most professional podcaster here, doing my plugs, plug in the chair shop, plug in prowrestlingtees.com, plugging all the ways that people can listen to this show. And you don't let me. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Plug in IZW, plug in our social medias. Doing my damn job doing a podcast and you don't let me. Okay. I see what I see what you're trying to do there. Trying to put a woman down. I'm trying to do my job and the man over here telling me I can't. You're over there high and mighty with all your buttons producing me, telling me what I can and cannot do. Tell me when I need to do commercial breaks, segue my shit. Okay. I see you. I see exactly what you're trying to do. I'm not going to let it happen. I don't like you hijack anything I hijack. I'm going to hijack my own show. You're going to hijack your own show? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man.
Upset. Now Sadie woke up from her nap. I see her wise eyed open. She couldn't enjoy her nap because you got me so worked up about doing my job that I was trying to do properly that now she can't sleep. Now you affected my family. Now you affecting me putting food on the couch. It's not my fault. Okay. Let's just, let's just, we, we had fun. We had a lot of fun on this week's uh, edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Don't forget to follow and go to all the places that I just talked about. Uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to this week's episode. Don't forget to support your local independent wrestling organizations uh, by getting their merchandise or following them on social media, going to their events. You know, independent wrestling is the lifeblood of wrestling. So just make sure that you support in any way that you can. Uh, for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. <laughs>